Go Ask Alice is a show intended for adult audiences because adults want to learn too. Sometimes we cover sensitive material, so please take care of yourselves and listener discretion is advised. Now on to the show. Hello, internet friends, and welcome to a very special episode of Go Ask Alice, the show where we jump down random rabbit holes and bring you wonderful factoids from our adventures in Wiki Wonderland. I'm Drew, and we're going to have a grand old time today. With me is... I'm Lindsay, and I burned my finger today. Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh, I'm Sarah, and I still have COVID. Oh. Boo. And I'm Jean, and I burned my tongue today. Oh. <laughs> hey, burning, <laughs> burning friends. Yes. <laughs> this is a very special episode of a very special podcast where normally we jump around from the same wiki page every week until we find something we cannot stop reading. But today, we are going to look at our entire year 20. 2022 in review for the rabbit hole rewind so beforehand we all picked our favorite topics that have ever been covered on the show as of this year and our funniest moments of this year and we are going to share it with all of you but before we do that we have our question of the week sarah we do this week's question of the week is special because only us can answer it i'm so sorry audience but the question is (laughs) what was your favorite behind the scenes moment i'm gonna start on our newbie jean oh you're asking me the question yeah what was your favorite behind the scenes moment Oh God, the pressure. Um, as you know, I haven't been here long, so I haven't seen too much behind the scenes stuff, but I will say you guys are probably the horniest people I've ever met. All the nudes <laughs> you post, it's a little much. And what the means? audience members obviously don't know about this, but there's dicks and tits every day in our private <laughs> channel. And I think you need to, I think you need to cut it down. <laughs> oh, sure. Deny it now, now that I've uh, called you Is out there, on it. Have I just not been checking the chat? <laughs> <laughs> You're making me blush, Jean. <laughs> you especially need to tone it down, sir. Oh. Yeah. Unsolicited. Unsolicited. Unsolic- Even oh, the patrons no, are getting scared. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was That's informative. It. That's okay. it. Okay, we're going you from creative. We're going to go to uh, Drew. What was your favorite behind the scenes moment? I love the random rabbit holes we go down after an episode is done where we just post videos to each other of just like the fucking, the red bird, the wah, 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 <laughs> the, the, the fucking Dark Souls music. It's just like these these great videos that that, that happened. What was his <laughs> name? Johnny Avalanche? Oh, oh, Avalanche Bob? Avalanche Bob. Oh, my God. It's like Johnny Avalanche. There's so many different, like, rabbit holes we go down. Just, like, after an episode. I never thought of it like that. That's so true. Because, you know what's so funny is I've known Drew for 10 years now. And, like, somehow Drew always has a funny video to share that I've never seen before. It's like, (laughs) not only have I not seen it in our friendship, but I've also not seen it on the internet. It's like completely new. He's a treasure trove. Drew's just an internet scraper collecting yeah. all of the good stuff. That's amazing. Lindsay, what was your favorite moment? Well, it's kind of cliche. I Okay, ever since we started the podcast, we were like, what if one day we had a Patreon? And it was always like this far off crazy idea. And even when we launched it, I was like, this is a shot in the dark. Like it felt like a leap off a cliff. And like our fans are amazing. Like our fa- like. They caught us. Like, like we have patrons. 
that I think that's the craziest thing that's happened this year is that we have patrons. It's unbelievable. It is amazing. Shout out to all our patrons. You're the best. We love you. We love you. Love you. Kisses. Yes. Um, I really didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't. Just I interacting with them in Discord is really fun as a bonus yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like we've made friends with total strangers. Shout out to Geist. shout out to guys and muggle watcher like the og patron muggle watcher you will forever have a golden plaque in my heart like unbelievable our babies our babies they're our babies what about you sarah uh my favorite behind the scenes moment is Lindsay's cats and the mischief they get up to and they're just so cute. So every now and again, they'll be behind her doing weird stuff while she's talking. But there was this one time where, like, I think it was Kiki was just, like, bashing the shit out of a cardboard box. Like, having a boxing match, jumping around, acting like a fool. And Lindsay, like, mid-sentence, like a mum, just mid-sentence was like, I'll be back. Got up and had to go, like, <laughs> wrangle the cat, move it into the other room give your partner instructions, cat is not coming back out. And then you sat back down and you picked up exactly where you had stopped in your sentence. And Always just, and prepped. It was amazing. Seamlessly continued. Everyone who has cats <laughs> knows exactly that, that routine. Just hang on. I need to put some babies in prison. <laughs> Excuse me. Someone needs an ass whooping. I don't abuse my cats. I take it back. (laughs) Well, before we jump into our favorite moments, I wanted to give a little New Year's toast. So we are on our end all raising our waters. I I literally just took a drink as you're saying that. I'm like, yeah, cool. (laughs) For all of you, I got my red dress on tonight, dancing in the dark in the pale moonlight. Done my hair up real big, beauty queen style, high heels off. I'm feeling alive. To 2023. 2023. What just, what just happened? I wrote you a speech. Oh, that was custom what made? Song? No, it wasn't. That's Lana Del Rey. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got my high heels on tonight. Oh. <laughs> Shut the Lana fuck up. Lana Del Rey. Amazing. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. <laughs> we are going to start with Sarah's topic. Sarah's favorite topic of the year. Yeah. My favorite topic of the year was Lindsay's, one of the most recent topics, it was a couple episodes back, um, and it was sky towers, like this idea of being buried, or, you know, not buried, definitely not buried, desiccated, basically, in the sky, and this idea that, you know, you don't just have to be buried or burnt or dropped out to sea, you can be sky towered, and I think it's fascinating. And it was just really, it was a really good topic. It was really interesting. So I loved it. We'll just jump right in and roll clip. Roll clip, roll clip. Also coming out with us because Drew's not here. We're really lonely right now. Um, okay. Tower of Silence. You know I'm talking about how lonely we are. <laughs> Tower of Silence. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Can I guess what it is? Please. I'm just thinking like the Tower of London. <laughs> that there was a tower that they would stick people in. I was very wrong. If they were too noisy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Am I it, am I really off? Yes. I love you that are. you're like if they're loud. You're kind of right <laughs> on the money. The only issue okay. is that the people in the Tower of Silence are already dead. <gasps> Spooky. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Getting right into it, a Tower of Silence, also called a Dakma, is a place Dachma. or a palace of excarnation. 
Oh my goodness, this is like divination. I was also very wrong. No, actually, it's like it. No. That was a stretch. Um, it does. Incarnation is another word for a sky burial. <laughs> does that sound familiar? No, but I like it. The idea. This this is really cool because we've talked a lot about Laura? burials in general. Yeah. Spooky kooky. Um. Okay. Yeah. How do you get buried in the sky? <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, we've talked about corpse trains, we've talked about, like, <laughs> continents, but uh, it's like green eggs and ham, like, you can have This was the year of the burial. It was. They are actually super fucking ancient. So, some the first sky burials have been recorded in Herodotus, who is, like, an ancient Greek philosopher, um, 5th century BCE, so super, wow. super thousands of years ago, but the actual towers themselves, Towers of Silence, are first recorded in written tomes, I guess, in the 9th century CE, so still the 800s, so still super ancient, and they're a attribute, or I guess like part of the tradition of Zoroastrianism, which is a religion that I was not familiar with. Have you ever heard of Zoroastrianism? No. No. Is it, uh, is it like a breed of Abrahamic religions, or is it completely different? I think it's extremely similar, but older. Okay. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, it's, I think, like, it's very popular in Iran, for example, in the Middle East, oh, and it's okay. also similar to the I got Abrahamic for shit for pronouncing really it Iran. Good and evil. Instead of Iran. And it follows yeah. the of Zoroaster. <laughs> My friend texted me, she's like, and I can tell you grew up in the Bush administration. I was like, yes, it's so true topics. Like pretty much every episode, I end up like consciously trying to move away from it. But like everything fascinating has to do with this religion. Yeah, but I'm still not really an expert. It's kind of intimidating how much stuff there is. It's an intimidating topic to cover, so I'm not even going to try. But I did notice that Zoroaster also has another interpretation of his name that's Zarathustra, and I don't know if that sounds familiar. But Nietzsche wrote a book that was called Thus Spake. Thus spake Zarathustra. So it, it was like a nod to him. It's not exactly okay. about Zoroaster, but it's um at least that's how it was familiar to me, like in Western culture. But anyway, it this is like a whole tangent to say Zoroastrianism is an extremely old faith, and this tradition is also extremely old. But what it is is a column, basically like a, a tower that you would see on a palace. And the idea okay. is that you would take your dead to the top of this cylinder and align them in like a ring or a pattern. And it was like the men are all on the outside, women are all in the middle, and unfortunately children do pass away. So children are in the center circle. And then in the very, very, very center, there is a well or a pit where all the bones would go. So you would leave the bodies exposed. Sarah's face right now is so funny. I wish you could see this. I'm <laughs> confused and horror and excited all at once. So hard. What did that? What did that look like, Sarah? You're, you're like, I was like, <laughs> I think I was just very excited. Like yeah. vultures and you, the birds you have of prey exactly, do their work. Exactly pieced it together. Exactly. So I was thinking about this on a walk with Simon literally yesterday because I was telling him about this episode of my favorite topic and he's like man that is so gnarly like just birds would come and take your bones and your your stuff and I'm like yeah I guess so I thought it was kind of neat and he's like 
have you seen Vulture's Vulture? And I'm like, no. So <laughs> I, googled, <laughs> I googled it and now I take back that it sounds neat. I don't want that what? happening to my body. What does it look like when they vulch? It's brutal. It's just like picking strings of your your flesh. I don't like it. I'm going to take it back. Like. I think it's so it's interesting still, too because... I think oh, it's sorry. still neat. Oh, sorry. No, no. I think it's still neat. I just take back that I would want to do it. Like, to me, this concept was only something I saw in video games. And I was like, no one does this. This is like fake fantasy tribal thing going on in really? video games. I can't think of a specific example. But yeah, like, yeah, like people like leave their dead out or whatever for the elements to take or whatever. But then when you brought this up and I listened to the episode, I was like, this is real. This is based on real life. What the fuck is happening? So that's exciting. Meanwhile, my, I feel like everybody's their own worst critic. I'm listening to this and I'm like, why did I struggle so hard trying to explain what a tower looks like? I was like, they put the bodies in the cylinder. Like, why the fuck did he say it like that? We have our moments. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Everyone knows what a tower looks like. Why do I have to explain it? Just in case people don't. I'm sure some people don't know. Exactly. Exactly. You're being inclusive. Gotta be thorough. Non-tower knowners. (laughs) We ready to resume? Ready to resume. Wow. A vulture or a bird of prey, they can do the job in a matter of minutes. It is actually the most efficient way to get rid of a body. Wow. These serial killers that keep getting caught for (laughs) Dumping bodies in rivers, <laughs> they need to learn a thing or two. Yeah, just get or a not. They need to just that. not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with myself there. So yeah, this that kind makes of... sense though, because if you go if you go out to like the desert, you very very rarely see anything dead that is not already skeletal. Yes, I mean skeletal it's between the dogs and the birds. I now say skeletal like all the time. Dogs. That's yeah. kind of the idea, Such a and that's why word. we were kind of raised platforms. That's what I call so Scully when I'm like, watching X-Files have... now. <laughs> <laughs> Scully about. It was, you know, a little bit more organized and contained, and, like, oh the birds can come get them. And so what would happen is they would expose these bodies to the elements, and then as the sun would bleach the bones, very, very few people were allowed actually in these towers. Because the idea was in, especially ancient society, it becomes kind of a public health hazard. Yeah. You don't want your well, dead. We've talked about plagues and and the spreading. Bring from out your dead, dead bodies before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't so you it say was. That? It became like a ritualistic like religious taboo, Probably. but I believe it sprang it's my up favorite from like line a very in history. Place of do not go near dead bodies. Don't let dead bodies near the water, kind of a thing. So very few people were actually allowed to insert in the cliff of the Monty Python. Bring kind out of the your dead. Of these bodies and so they would wait very few like pallbearers i guess is how we would call them in english would wait and put the bones in the middle put lime on them like the the chemical yeah yeah and the rainwater would filter the broken down bits down through coal and sand and eventually the bits would wash out to sea you guys talk about lime a lot on the show i was thinking that too i was like why are we that's amazing but we also don't know what it is I'll say right. it. None of us have really right. got that straight. The matter that a chemical? Is it a stone? Just redistribute. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It should be a topic and for it, the future. In in it that same be. way, it kind of begs the question: Well, I'm why not just get list. it done quickly with uh, cremation, for example? 
Mm. And to me, the most interesting aspect of this religion was that earth, water, and fire were considered sacred, and they couldn't taint them with bodies. So it had to be elevated off the ground to preserve the earth. I guess eventually it washes out to the water, but okay. It can't be near the water and can't pollute the fire. So they worshipped fire in specific fire temples, for example. Right. So this the the idea of cremation was, was sacrilegious to them. So the only thing left yes. was air. <laughs> That's the only element left. <laughs> Give it to air. Wow. And how yeah. tall would these towers be? From, I didn't see a direct measurement, but from pictures, it kind of seemed like a two-story building or higher. I don't think they wow. would be massive, but they that would definitely two me. stories off the ground, some of the lower ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, a bit desperate, isn't it? Yeah, they are Sarah, that is not the commentary we are bringing to the show. The only positive feedback. You're saying I thought it was we were talking like a twenty-story tower. <clears throat> and when you said two stories, I wanted to try to be supportive. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow, it's an average house. <laughs> it's a body house. <laughs> wow, you should have really explained what a tower is better. Because that was misleading. <laughs> okay, I called it when we recorded the episode that I was going to talk about corn strings. <laughs> Because at the time, it blew my fucking mind. And it's so funny that your topic went first, Sarah, because we reference the fact that I love corpse trains in the Sky Tower uh, segment. But corpse trains, the long and short of it, which you're about to rediscover again, is that at some point, London got real fucking full and they had to move got real, the bodies. Real stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Icky. Ooh. Corpses. Corpses everywhere. <laughs> so you are gonna learn all about how well relearn how london transported its many 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 bodies all right roll clip gene roll clip wow the commission heard that one cemetery spa wow. fields in clankenwell uh was designed to hold about a thousand bodies pretty sure i said that wrong uh they're British. They're when fine. they did their survey, they estimated that it contained eighty thousand graves. You stop! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm fucking speechless. Same. Yeah, yeah. From hundreds of years, but eighty thousand in a spot that was meant to hold a thousand graves maximum. You know what that means? 80, okay, let's. Let's visualize this. I'm sorry. But like where you were talking about, let's say a thousand graves is the maximum and you were talking about stacking people. That means that you need to make stacks of 80 people. I didn't have to say that. Yes, you did. I remember mowing the lawn, listening to this and be like, I think it's fun. It's a fun visualization. Being on the receiving end of that, I don't like that. <laughs> it's more fun saying it than hearing it. To try fit four hundred and eighty feet. Like it really is. Four hundred and eighty feet. Jeez. If you buried them six feet under each other, that's four hundred and eighty feet. And they definitely were not. They no. definitely were not. Sarah, how many foot longs is four hundred and eighty feet? Four hundred and eighty. <laughs> I know that's how you convert. <laughs> that's how I measure things in subways. Basically, 
crisis graveyards are closed. You cannot bury your dead here anymore. That oh my god, we haven't even gotten to the train. We haven't got to the train. We're Which getting there though. So, <laughs> yeah. oh so don't worry. The solution. So I'm having way too much fun with this topic. Two very savvy Absolutely. Richard uh, Byrne and Richard Spire. You're like a chef who just prepared uh, who a five-course meal. You're like... ...a giant block of land 37 kilometres away from London, so way away from London, like so far away that when London expands in the next 100, 100 or so years, it won't even touch them, won't get there, so they thought, won't get there. Uh, and, you know, with these new laws, it would allow for them to have just a massive burial outside the city. Uh, and, of course, moving bodies is no easy job, uh, especially 37 kilometres away. That was unheard of. But they were very smart and onto new technology. Oh! And can you guess how they were going to get their bodies outside the city? Train! It's coming into the station board. right now. To this cemetery, the funeral train. Um, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's so, one way. You're not coming back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in their dreams, you guys are irreverent. Dreams, Maybe as Mamiya. Uh, having a dedicated uh, coffin train back that could carry 50 to 60 bodies at once to and from London. So, like, every day they could pack up a decent amount of people. At Reflecting least, on at this, 50 to 60 bodies is um, not that like many a, a day because they had crunched the numbers for an entire city. Uh, and this is what they thought they could no, yeah. accommodate on their piece of land. So they estimated that their land could accommodate... They must have cut corners, chucking them in the train. individual graves in a single layer. So that is talking about that you dig six feet deep, you dig one body for the entire surface area. So that's just one layer. Okay. But, but if... The I love that we talk about volume here. Like one person in each grave was abandoned and the laws were changed so that they could have up to 10 burials per grave, the site was capable of accommodating 28 million bodies. That's still wild. It's economics at that point. Exactly. (laughs) Lindsay gets it. Like, on paper, they're making money. (laughs) This is Lindsay's future business. She's an American necropolis. I often thought I would be very good at giving funeral speeches and and stacking bodies. Can I have it officially on record that, God forbid, touch wood, if I ever die before Lindsay, you have to give the speech of your lifetime. (laughs) Like, I want the most morbid. I want you dressed basically like a vampire witch, giving me, like, (laughs) the guidance to the afterlife. Please and thank you. Oh, my God. We will recreate the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Actually, that sounds a little offensive. We were- <laughs> I don't care. It's my funeral. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. They came for a show. I'm going to be like, all right, bring in the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching into the casket for your heart. And I'm like, guys, it's what she wanted. <laughs> Everyone's the 
back down. And so she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. This is going to be another one of those things. Here's a meta moment. When we listen to this, I'm going to be like, I didn't have to say that. And I wish that I didn't. <laughs> no take backs. I think it's funny though. I think it's funny. I want it recorded in history forever. So we can laugh about it when I'm when we're very old and very gray. <laughs> be like, do you still want that? Oh. Did you ever actually want that? <laughs> I th- I just think I think I'm very over emotional and obsessed with death. So I feel like I would be the perfect person to speak at someone's funeral. I cry for strangers all the time. People pay for like mourners and funeral. This is your wait, future. Really? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? Wait, yeah, really? People pay for crowds. What? People pay for bridesmaids. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. You could be a mourner. I see light bulbs going off. You should put yourself on Craigslist. I will come cry at your funeral. Okay, well, right. Okay, I will come cry at your loved one's funeral, not your yeah. funeral. I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Terrible business model. <laughs> yeah, and you can be like, you just give me 10 facts about their life and I will make a story that suits <laughs> how I know them and why they're amazing. I will make a scene. <laughs> make, make a scene. I will mourn their legacy. You give me, yeah, like you said, you give me extra ten fifty facts. bucks. I will jump on the coffin. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> What's that? I can't believe people get paid to go to funerals. Yeah, I'm sure it happens because people. I follow this one girl on TikTok who is a professional paid bridesmaid. That's what she does all year long. Is people pay her like up to a thousand dollars to just go be a bridesmaid at their wedding and pretend that they've been friends for years. That's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> what a great idea. Oh my God. I'm going to be thinking about that while we listen to this clip. I'm glad I've inspired you. Okay. Okay. Welcome to, okay. Fantastic. Welcome to London. Necrocomus. Necrocomus. We can offer you one of three packages. The first is a first class funeral. Now, this allows it to select the grave site of your or your family's choice anywhere in the cemetery, as long as there's not a body already there. Uh, at the time of opening, so if you wanted to pay for this, it was just over two pounds and a few shillings. In today's money, it was only two hundred and forty pounds. So affordable. Yeah. Very affordable. Absolutely very cheap, especially for the service you were getting. So you got a nice basic nine foot by four foot plot, very large, can accommodate yeah. the tallest of humans. Um, and you did not have to have any any special coffin specifications. You didn't have to have one of those short and stout coffins that the paupers were using. You could you could bring your own. So that's that's lovely. Roomy. I want yeah, I want lots of leg room yeah. in my coffin. Exactly. <laughs> You've got feet of it, ma'am. Do not worry. Feet. Um, but it is one. expected that you those of you, the family who are purchasing these first-class graves... I love when Sarah and I just play pretend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want everyone to know that the angels are there for my body. So, and not my else. body. Yeah. So there's going to be a giant yeah. angel over my little first-class... Yeah. I yeah. would also say that as yeah, a funeral exactly. speecher. Like, ignore the poor people. I'm over here. 
Yeah, that is yeah. very much that is very much this package. And they didn't charge you extra to then bring your your monument. You had to buy it elsewhere. You had to buy your tombstone elsewhere, but you were allowed to bring it and put it on your grave. Which I is love nice. customizable is really the the vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Like you were doing them a service. They're doing you a service, really. Again, bargain. Bargain prices. Hmm. See how and empowering you, you are, Sarah? On a train, You're a great speech giver. You get to follow them out via hmm. horse and cart. Um, I'm not sold yet. I want to hear more. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay, Sarah. Third class is not for you. Big we boy offer bridges. a second class funeral at one pound or the equivalent to ninety six dollars, ninety six pounds in today's money. So again, still hundred bucks bargain. for a burial. Like, you could not bury a body for a hundred bucks. Yeah, you couldn't days. do that now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a bargain. Uh, so in the second class, you were, we're allowed some off control now. over I know, we're not even alive to enjoy it. Some it's rude. Areas were it's out so rude. For our first class customers, but you got some control. You did have the right to erect a permanent memorial, uh, but your family did need to pay an extra 10 shillings to secure this right. If a permanent memorial was not erected, then the necropolis company... Necropolis, yeah, so the London Necropolis Company reserved the right uh, to actually reuse your grave in the future. (laughs) So this is kind of the package where if you don't, like, mark your territory, you might get moved and reused. No squatter's rights. Absolutely not. (laughs) Exactly. You're getting, unless you weigh your grave down with hard granite, you are getting (laughs) booted. (laughs) Exactly. So is this, it's not to your liking, sir. I'm not sold yet. <laughs> we offer the best. Can we get a soundbite of that? <laughs> In any topic. Uh, I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold Absolutely. yet. These are known as the pauper funerals, and it's often for people who are buried at a parish's expense or request. And so there's a very large section in the cemetery that is designated for a certain parish for their pauper funerals. Very nice. Um, And so although uh, our cemetery is forbidden from using mass graves, uh, even the lowest class funeral is provided with some decent Again, I think they cut corners. ...to rest in the afterlife because you can be assured... Like, who's going to check everywhere cuts corners? Like, who's going to really check? Oh, good. That's where we end. Mass pit of bodies. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Next up on the docket is Drew. Oh, oh God. Yes, yeah, so this is my favorite topic, uh, which was the thought terminating cliches, which was absolutely amazing because just how many people use these kind of things and how like good this was as a topic because it was just it, it's like it explains so many things that I've like had seen previously like the like the bumper stickers and like like a logic from from conspiracy theorists just like they hit you with this these very like little statements that are just like bam and then you just like have no response to it so I just absolutely loved it so I think we should roll this dang clip let's roll it these are nuggets of information or logic or basically the ways to shut down a conversation that usually involve a cliche. But the whole essence of it is that it's a shallow or simplification of something that's usually complex or possibly justifies fallacious logic. 
as in using the conspiracy oh, okay. theory as example. Um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. We don't if I like say that at the end, if Sarah and I are having an argument about chemtrails. And Sarah says, they're not real. And, you know, God forbid Sarah says something like, I trust my government or something like that. (laughs) Me being a goddamn anarchist who just wants to throw hands will hit back at Sarah with, well, you've got to stand for something or you're going to fall for anything like chemtrails. Got him. Got him. Fucking that in your butt so often. My soul would wither. I'd be like, okay, I can't anymore. And that's kind of the whole thing is that they are meant to shut down a conversation in a way that you do just kind of have to go, okay. 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 Oh, you know, yeah. I can't All argue right. with that. <laughs> I um, actually had this happen on my, on my TikTok. I posted, so I got asked to be an expert because people thought the ISS wasn't real. Insane. So I posted a TikTok being like, I can't believe people think it's not real. Like, look, you can watch the video 24-7. And someone's like... How many conspiracy theories ago was that, Sarah? The a thousand. <laughs> I can't... I... If you don't believe it, I can't help you. I can only show you facts. And they they ended it with like, well, your facts are all lies. You've been You've been taught lies and your brain is mush. And I'm like, yes. That, okay. There it is. That is exactly <laughs> it. So another one that people will say is fake news, as if to say yeah. your source of information is fake. So oh. I don't trust, not wow. only do I not trust you, but I don't trust your it sources of information. Me. And so another one that's exactly in the same line You're that so I wrote good, down. You're so good, Sarah. You just keep fighting that fight. Blah, blah, blah are lies of the devil. We'll see how long it or lasts. Or these are lies from the devil or these person's there ideas no are lies. Well, okay, even if you do believe in I a devil... I about the devil lies. The idea is that anything that is in league with what I've tacked on is in league with the devil. So it completely calls into question the integrity of what you've just said, the validity the of what you've just said. Exactly. And so they all get brought That's together. Mean. It just I just stops, scoop some it just stops water everything. out of this river and it's clear. Obviously, I can drink it. Stop thinking so much. <laughs> what I've done, what I've done, Satan worshipist. <laughs> with that last phrase, even if it was just for yeah. a moment, I totally agree. It's stupid town, but even if for a moment you were starting to think <laughs> mm, that water may be clear, but there could be germs had in you it. Said there could that? Be Why did God I knows what else. Yeah, it was but stupid town. Said, yeah, Sarah said that so much. It forced you to stop and focus on the prevailing detail that I told you, which is that the water's clear. Water's clear. Mm. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, it's it's like saying use your common sense, but it's kind of ironic because you really should give it's not common sense. <laughs> it's like the opposite. I get it, though. It makes sense, and I think this has happened to me many times in my life so one that i sometimes you agree you're like okay actually sarah the one that i thought of for me i have also heard you say (sighs) what is it okay when i am feeling overwhelmed and i am dropping the ball and i'm just not doing the things that i want to do i will go to into a meeting where i'll go to like you know oh i can't make it to that dinner that night because i'm a garbage person Oh. And it's not oh. 
It's we're being mean to ourselves. But it's also like I think I haven't said that since this episode. Our yeah. Oh, I'm a trash hey. human. Oh, I'm a garbage person. I've made a conceded and effort so it's a not meaningless to. Cliche, That's awesome. But it also means, well, I didn't do all of these things just because I suck. Like broadly, I suck. Instead of getting into yeah. the intricacies of like, no, I'm oversubscribed. I made these planning mistakes. Like instead of getting all, all of that, don't think about that. Don't think about me and what's going on in my life. Marjorie Taylor Green. Republican- Green, yeah. Fuck her. Sorry. Um, she does this a lot. Like I was watching. <laughs> 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 Pause. Pause. Okay. Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot about that cut. Hey, oh, Marjorie. Do you, you want to explain this, Drew? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided this was a good place to pick up. <laughs> I fuck. mean. It's a great thought terminating cliche because it just worked on all of us. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally thought. Fun. It's not even a cliche. It's, that's literally just thought terminating. Thought terminating. You hear Mark <laughs> and and it's over. You're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. That's the trigger word for my brain to start noise canceling. Completely <laughs> sad. It's meta. It's meta because I used the thought terminating cliche in a yeah. thought terminating cliche. <laughs> I love it. That was really artistic. That was artistic? Unintentionally artistic. I don't know what what uh, she was being deposed for, but her answers were like, they. it was illogical, but she did a very similar thing. And it was infuriating. It was so Fucking infuriating. Fucking hate that yeah, one. Yeah, it's like she believes it. Yes, no, that is that is exactly the phenomenon that I was trying to get after. Like you you've exactly hit it. It's like, you know, okay. you can you can get across fallacious logic, but if you deliver it as as you're saying this is common sense and you don't need to think more about it. Wait a minute. It, I want to pause too now. I I don't know if you remember going way back to this topic because this was your topic, but is what aboutism technically a thought terminating what, cliche? Um, Oh, you don't know. You don't know what aboutism when you're like when you're critique, critiquing something. It happens in politics a lot, or but like anything, you're critiquing something for being bad, and somebody just flips it on you and goes, "Well, what about blah blah blah?" Like in your corner. Oh my! And God. then you're forced to defend yourself and drop the topic. Yeah, that sucks. I feel like it must be because it's like the what about itself is a cliche or like a because you know it's not like they actually want to discuss the topic it's more about yeah it's more about stopping you in your tracks like you said and putting you on the defensive but i guess it's like also like maybe not because it's not the phrase itself isn't a cliche Mm. like you know i i would say like what about starving kids in africa like that's a cliche and it's thought terminating because it's like nothing You're going to sound like an asshole if you're like, I don't care about that. (laughs) I don't care about that. Get back on my topic. I heard the best example of this the other uh, day because you know how Harry and Meghan's uh, like Netflix thing has come out and just people hate her like so vehemently. It's insane at this point. They hate them in general now, like by association. Like it's really sad because like I watched it and I'm like, it's very you know we're kind of boring like there are no bombshells it's just this is how we met this is about our life like this is you know it's not awful at all but i saw um bloody what's his name pierce morgan oh bad human but his whole cancer on society yeah 
Pierce he's Morgan. awful. Anyway, his whole thing is fucking shut up, Megan. Like, there's people with COVID dying. There's people in Africa. And, like, all of these, like, not technically short thought terminating cliches, but just, like, piling on everything bad that's happening in the world, the cost of living crisis. And it's, like, trying to pile it on to make, to be her problem or their problem. And it was, like, insane. Like, you, like, if you're a reasonable human, you watch it and you're like, well, this is leaps and bounds. You're, you're, like, this isn't journalism anymore. You're just throwing (laughs) whatever, right? Well put, yeah, yeah. Um, but then in the comments of the thing that I was watching, everyone's like, yes, that's exactly right. Like, and I'm like, whoa, how do people believe this? But he said it so confidently that people are like, yes, that is their problem. And it's like, well, they know that's not, it, it's infuriating. It's really sad, but it works so well in media. I, want, I wonder how many people are listening right now and being like, what are you talking about? She's the worst, Sarah. Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to love her. You just have to understand that what a rubbish situation, you know? You know, okay. you can you can get across fallacious logic. Fallacious again. But if you yeah, deliver it as, as you're saying, this is common sense it's and your you word don't need day. to think more about it. Like we're sweeping it under the rug. You don't need to think. Just stop thinking so much. <laughs> like this is, this is all you need to think about. This is all you need to know. And that's it. And in the same way, you know, some some genres of t-shirts and bumper stickers are kind of the same thing because it's the start and the solution Imagine all a in bumper one sticker package. that's like there's like, dying children in africa <laughs> <laughs> and that's it in period. the same vein actually alcoholics anonymous and you other religions there's dying use children the same in practices so wrapped up under the umbrella term of cliche the article includes just repeated phrases. So I don't mean to put myself in the apology corner. I swear to you that this was on the wiki article, but the Hail Mary. So mm-hmm. in the Christian religion, if you are having these intrusive thoughts that are maybe like impure, you're supposed to just say a bunch of Hail Marys. And what's interesting is for a lot of people, if you repeat any phrase, Again and again and again, the phrase loses its meaning. And so, according to the wiki article, in this exact circumstance, a cliche is a repeated prayer that you have lost the meaning of because you've repeated it so much. But even though you and another person are not having a dialogue, you're having this dialogue with yourself. You're, You're going about your day. You're having these thoughts of just an internal conversation with yourself. One of them comes in that's a bit tempting, and you shut down that conversation with yourself. With a bunch of Hail Marys. <laughs> um, I've never been in AA, so I don't know what the phrase is for AA. I didn't look it up. Um, but according Hail to the Mary, Wiki article... Marjorie Taylor Greene, I hate the Hail Mary. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did I just talk over the like actual important stuff? Fuck. <laughs> the actual stop, I think. No, we're, we're going to the next one. Let's see. Who's up next? Who's on the docket? This is our last favorite topic. It's me. Jeez. It's me. It is episode 19, marked Society, but this was Lindsay's topic. By the way, fucking Lindsay just steamrolling the entire segment with her topics. We only Yes, had, absolutely. We just had They're Sarah, so and then everything else is Lindsay. So, no, so good for you. Literally, don't, don't shake your head. <laughs> literally, when I, read the, <laughs> when I read the list, I was like, what the fuck? You're a girl boss. You're interesting. <laughs> you present things that are like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> You just it's like wait they until keep next in your year. mind for months afterwards. 
I tell people about your topics constantly. Like I told a stranger I just met the other day all about the Cochrane ghost. I'm like, my friend Lindsay (laughs) presented this topic and... Yeah, I. But it's like ditto for me. Like when sometimes I'll get off a call and I'll call up Daniel and I'll be like, "You have no idea what we just talked about." <laughs> <laughs> Simon, Simon waits to hear all of the topics to try guess Aww. what they are. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's exciting! So yeah, I love your guys's topics. There's so you know why you know why I love it. It's because it's like there's only so much time in a day. Or like even in a week preparing a topic. And so it's like exciting to have your own ready. But then like that effort is tripled because then yes. like hearing everybody else's it's like it's like being a part yes. of this like multi-legged beast that's just like scrounging the internet for the most interesting stuff. It's like give me interesting. Yeah. It's like all and stuff I, that I would have found interesting. Oh yeah, a thousand percent agree. And I want to make a special edit with Drew, because Drew, you do very specific, like, here's the history of these foods, of these drinks, of these, like, <laughs> things. And yeah. I think it'd be so much fun to have, like, a roundup history of foods, history of history of food. <laughs> history oh of gosh. objects, according oh, to Drew. yeah. Like, we could do, like, a Drew documentary. <laughs> Here the Drew beast wakes up in the morning. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> You did like food, like you did like maple syrup and I did uh, coffee. Did you? Oh do my ch- god! I almost, I almost did mamia as my favorite topic, and with the whole maple mamia. syrup and everything. Yeah, like we got feedback on the mamia episode. Somebody texted me and was like, "I could have gone my whole life not knowing people ate mummies." That's <laughs> like, sorry. Wonderful. <laughs> you have to know it. You are not allowed to go through life without knowing that. So picking up where I left off, Cloaca Maxima by Lindsay. And this is just all chopped up. I tried to condense a 25-minute segment into, I think, seven and a half. So this this picks up where everyone's disappointed that their guesses were wrong about what Cloaca Maxima was. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Big bird. Big bird. It is one of the world's oldest sewage systems. What? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, oh this is pee pee poo poo time. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, Drew. I'm here for it. I am very excited. Oh. Wow, fucking fake friend. <laughs> gonna be an ostrich <laughs> friend. Out. We're not gonna talk about ostrich incest and wherever else you want to take this conversation. <laughs> We're gonna talk about histories of toilets. How did we again. get there? <laughs> yeah. you You'll have to go back and listen. Avoided. No, I'm not disappointed. A little bit. Actually, yeah, a little bit. We're going to bring this back up. Let's start on one of the most positive aspects. Wow, I don't think I got an apology for that, Drew. I'm sorry, Lindsay. (laughs) And you were talking about ancient old Roman history. So shit on everybody else who thought that their minds were in a dirty place. You're talking about ancient history, and that's laudable and professional. I I love ancient history. I would be so happy to talk about this in the workplace. Yeah, and then you can tell people, like, what the fuck did you think I was going to talk about? And then they're going to be like, Yay! ostrich penis. And you're going to be like, no. <laughs> so the Cloaca Maxima is one of the world's earliest sewage systems. And here is one of the coolest parts about it. it like I said, this is in Rome. This is in ancient Rome. It is guarded and presided over by the goddess Cloacina. 
I love, you can tell when I don't know what's happening when I'm like, oh. (laughs) So the reason that things are named this way, and we will actually get back to reproductive organs, but the reason that things are named this way is that cloaca in Latin, I suppose, actually means sewer drain. And cluo, the Latin verb, means to cleanse. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, that it's makes thing... a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's why it's <laughs> kind of the um, dirtier parts, I guess, of a biology. But it also does directly refer in a related way to a sewer system. It's not just a random name. Okay. And Maxima, of course, is just like stereotypical ancient Rome, Latin, like really big, big thing. Big thing. Gene's yeah. <laughs> mouthing along so, with it. When was the Cloaca Maxima? I listened built? to it a lot. It was constructed around 600 BC. <laughs> so this is a really, really old system. So 2,500 years later, it is still in use to drain rainwater and debris. Wow. Wow. Badass. Yeah. It is actually connected to the modern sewer system in Rome. Wow. So it's still used, like, 2,400 yeah. years later. Holy shit, it's older than Christianity. This is my god. Cloakina, <laughs> <laughs> because you do have options at this point. <laughs> oh, I want to hear more about Cloakina. Oh, really I can heard. dive right into that. Yeah. What was she yeah. the god of? So she she was the goddess of the sewer system, believe it or not. Oh my god. I love back in the ye old days when there was literally a god for everything. She's not just the goddess of the sewer. She's also the goddess of your marital sex, I guess. What a weird combination. I don't remember saying any of this. We skipped a little. We skipped a little. I know that's me talking. (laughs) Well, it was kind of like, I'm not about to talk about like, oh, general did this, emperor did this. Like, this is Lindsay time. Um, Lindsay grew, okay. grew up next to the Hudson River. Grew up, you know, mobsters and crime. Oh, you know, yeah. That's where we're going with this. The first one is a religious figure who ended up in the Cloaca Maxima. Oh, yes. His name is Saint Sebastian. Hmm. Have either of you ever I've never heard of it? Okay. So what happened was Sebastian <laughs> in the 200s was like, I'm Christian in a time and place that I'm not allowed to be Christian. And this is still like in Rome. And mm-hmm. uh, he is found out and he is tied to a stake. And then a ton of archers shoot a ton of arrows at him. And he's oh, no. just like covered it's in arrows. Like and like it's ben- like Benkei. Yeah. Like Benkei. Like kill him. And so a woman... Okay, legend. <laughs> well, not, I'm like not like <laughs> Okay, legend. ...to, like, dispose of the body, and she's like, oh, fuck, this guy's still alive. So she brings him home not and like nurses Ben-Kay. him back to health. Not like She's Ben-Kay. having a bad day. Uh, and he's... What does he do when he's brought back to health? He goes right up to the emperor, and he's like, you fucked up. That was so bad of you. I can't believe you killed me. And the emperor's like, this guy's still alive? Yeah. Whenever I think of this part in the story, all I picture is the pretty the scene from Pretty Woman, 
Well, she goes back into the store. She's like, big mistake, huge, huge mistake. Oh, yes. This <laughs> is the original pretty woman. St. Sebastian. <laughs> the holy man. Yeah. But I imagine that he's still like dripping with sewage or something. Like full of arrows. <laughs> holes full of arrows <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah, there's like leeches stuck to his body. Like, big mistake. We huge. haven't gotten to the sewage part yet. Oh, right. He wasn't dumped That's in the... That's true. He wasn't Gosh, dumped Lindsay. in the yet. Oh, preemptive. We're, we're, we're still in the arrow part. Preemptive well, sewage. Post arrow, pre-sewage. Is he the right. gay icon saint? I can't yes. remember. I'm going to yeah, fill in with that I remember a little bit we after. did love him. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. And the emperor's like, this guy's still alive? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, dude, read the room. <laughs> no one wants you here. Like, what the fuck? So anyway, so, yeah, the emperor at first is, according to the wiki article, he is, like, astounded by his freedom of speech and a person who he presumed to have been dead. Fair enough. <laughs> so, these are both equally terrifying to, to the emperor. So the emperor instead um, has or, uh, orders that he be cludged. <laughs> oh my god, like cudgeled Cudgel? to death? Cudgeled, Bludge- yeah, that's one. I was combining all of those <laughs> words, yeah. Um, beat, beat to death, essentially. So beat to death. <laughs> this time it works. And he's thrown in the sewer. I thought that was pretty cool. But what was also very cool, interesting huh? <laughs> is that he is a gay icon. So, yeah, you know what's as cool as being beaten to death? Being a gay icon, I guess. There you go. Uh, associated saint. And not because oh, of dear. any kind of like, oh, he was gay during his life. But because people in the like LGBT community really related to his story of being basically like closeted and then like yeah. hated on for coming out. Yeah. But then also, this is not my interpretation, this is the wiki article, was saying that the symbolism of him being penetrated so many times by the arrows. You canceled. I feel like that was such a stretch by the wiki article. Okay, yeah, because I I feel like there was a white straight man writing that article who was like, um, someone has said he's a gay icon. Okay, uh, let me put together why. Like, it's such a bizarre <laughs> sentence. That's the segment. I Oh, that and was it. That was it. I ended, I ended it there. I didn't go into the second one, the second person who got dumped into the river, because it was, like, not exactly related to Kalika Maxican. And they're not <laughs> a gay icon. It was fascinating, <laughs> but it was way too long to condense into the last few minutes. I forgot somebody else went into the Maxima. A refresher, it was, like, a little boy who was emperor, a and his grandma like, had yeah. him assassinated right. after putting him on the throne. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. That was some family drama. Evil grandma. Yes. I'm just going to follow up. I did some digging on St. Sebastian, and he is a gay icon for that reason, kind of, because the arrows do represent penetration, but more so, a lot of artists re-rendered him in their pictures, a lot of LGBT artists specifically, as that fine line between, like, like pain and pleasure. Really? Oh. Yeah, and that, that has been a recurring theme from different artists who didn't know about each other's works, didn't collaborate really, like, yeah. but like, yeah, so St. Sebastian is like a thing in the LGBT plus community. Like just Google some of his art. a pain pleasure zeitgeist, like it's Basically. all. <laughs> the the oh balance between pain and pleasure, yeah. Is that because he survived? Do people just assume he loved it and survived? Like, why are they like he? I don't think so. That? I think it's just like a really cool symbolic representation of like what like LGBT people go through, both emotionally mm, and yeah. physically. 
So yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Wow. That was pretty that's, cool. Yeah, that's a better explanation than just like here's a. I think somebody wiki bullshitted article, on this wiki. <laughs> I feel a penis yeah. here. I feel a penis here. Because <laughs> it's so much more nuanced than just arrows penetrating his body. Yeah. Also, like the closeted thing, I felt was a stretch because that's literally every saint. Like that's why they're martyred is because True. they were Catholic when they shouldn't have been Catholic. <laughs> yeah that was a little bit more generic but the arrows and the penetration and everything him like hanging there with the arrows in him that was reinterpreted and re-symbolized and it's pretty neat wow he's yeah. pretty cute he is pretty cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always does look kind of like a himbo in like paintings <laughs> oh my god uh, all right now for the good part of the episode with the funniest moments Mm-mm-mm. So uh, the prompt for all of us kind of behind the scenes was to pick the moment that like when we rehear it, we start laughing uh, or, okay, yeah. I'm doing the tower thing again where I explain something everyone <laughs> No, don't stop being self-conscious. We love your explanations. I'm explaining what funny means. Oh no, stop. Do you want me to do it? <laughs> I, no, okay, no, I'm just, okay, yeah. This was, I'm Lindsay, and this was, to me, the funniest moment of 2022. Roll clip, please, Gene. Where did we start out this week? You picked it, you dingus. On the page, yeah, you picked the page oh. for glory, but it <laughs> yeah, wasn't fuck you. a page. <laughs> it was like a page with a heap of links to different glory things. Yeah. Mm. Oh, don't. Okay. Yeah. Let's end that sentence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew exactly where you're going. And end scene. Okay. End scene. <laughs> we started on all kinds of glory. We started with glory. That's right. And it was very open ended. We each jumped down a glory hole. No, that's what. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, you cannot jump down a glory hole. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, my Lord. Please just everyone tell me where you ended up. That's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I started to choke for a bit. (laughs) Sarah's choking. (laughs) Sorry. Sarah, did you know that that's what we were trying to avoid? Or was that Yeah, that's why I did it. To shit. (laughs) I love you, Sarah. Don't ever change. Thank you. Oh, that was great. (laughs) Oh <laughs> jump God. down a glory hole no <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm barely recovering and drew's like what kind of hole i'm so glad that gene let's just take a second also to acknowledge the fact that we are so fucking lucky this year that gene has joined the podcast oh yeah this, oh, yes. oh so my nice. god where's this I coming told- from I, well first of all i was gonna say thank you for balancing out what i have to deal with without you Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that was, that, that hurts. Tap through the heart. I feel uncomfortable all of a sudden. Wait, what's that mean? I meant that as a joke. Oh, <laughs> then you hurt me. How dare you? <laughs> okay, well, I'm just saying that without Gene here, I have to balance glory holes. <laughs> oh. That makes more sense. But I was, I also wanted to take this as a segue to say that the like prevailing best moment of 2022 was that Gene joined the podcast and we didn't oh, really yeah. get to say that out loud. Yeah. That That's okay. True. Plenty more to come. I hope. So up next is Drew's favorite moment. Oh my God. I love <laughs> this was 
we were talking about mobs and what we would do and use if we were in a modern mob. And Sarah just brings up... This is around the pitchforks, right? This is around the pitchforks. It is great because we're talking about how like pitchforks were common in the mobs and like what would we use now in a modern mob? And there's just like... There's this great moment. You know what? I'm not going to ruin it. Just play it. <laughs> Have I listened to this episode? This might be new to me. I'm excited. Right now, if you press me, if you call me up and you're like, we're starting a mob right now, grab what you have. Sorry, I do not have a pitchfork handy. Yeah, like, what, well, what would you grab? What would be your handy mob item? A high heel <laughs> shoe. No, yeah, stiletto. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you were going to say Kiki. Great. <gasps> <laughs> That would work once. <laughs> <And then laughs> it would be gone. True. Oh, easy. I've got a, I've got a metal bat. We I'm all done. thought you were gonna say gun. You're, you're <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Wait, you have guns? Oh, Jesus. Well, you're like I've got a bat, <laughs> metal bat. <laughs> the mob, angry mob. The modern pitchfork. Very modern mob, yeah. you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so yeah. chic. You've got a metal bat? Wow. I feel like the shoe is <laughs> chic. Like... The shoe's very creative. It is. Chic, but ineffective. I don't know. That's true. That would, Dude, that would also that? probably work yeah. once yeah. at very close range. Once. <laughs> yeah. Go for the eyes. I feel like I'd make yeah, it This is my favorite I would have like a, a protest <laughs> You would simply express yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it depends what we're mobbing about. <laughs> what are we mobbing about today? <laughs> what are we mobbing about today? Exactly. If there's a monster in the yeah. village, I would probably grab, I don't know, like a knife. I think that's probably the only weapon class thing I have. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there was a monster in the village. Then I would sound angry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, if it's a mob protesting, like, you know, human rights been taken away from us, then I would have a yeah. sign, I think. I stand by that. Words what are I, weapons, too. Would I call that a mob? I don't know if I'd call that a mob. <laughs> I don't, probably not a mob, but I can let you Words are weapons, too. Sarah Webb, yeah. 2022. So we've all got our, our objects of choice. Um, these people, though, went with the classic pitchfork. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you a heap of fun news stories I found from around oh, the globe. Yeah. Mainly, I'm not going to lie, it's mainly Florida uh, and a few, <laughs> a few Australians. <laughs> why, why is there an abundance of pitchforks? I forgot also included this, so, which is like the I crimes. I can't answer the pitchfork thing, but I do they know why funny. there's so many Florida stories. They're so good, and it's because they have basically any booking is public knowledge immediately. So the media can see every booking that's coming in and the insane acts that people do and publish stories immediately, whereas most other states, there's a few other states with it, but most other states, you don't know what has happened until a charge has been laid. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is why we get the goods from Florida. Also, the water. I'm just, <laughs> <gonna get>. <laughs> <laughs> just going to throw that in there. Place. That ended very abruptly. I thought there was going to be more, but also the water. <laughs> Done. I stand by making an angry sign. I feel like your sign would be like, here we are. Are you happy? Did you want this? <laughs> Just like passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're no stranger to making picket signs though, Sarah. I have never made a sign. Don't believe like it. 
a protest sign. I've never been in a protest. Because really? they're just kind of... Actually, that's a lie. I kind of accidentally was one in one in New York City. <laughs> accidentally. Accidentally. Um, yeah, accidentally. This was years ago. This would have been like 2013 or 2014. And it was a protest for... I don't... I forget the name of the person. But it was a young black man who was killed by a police officer. I forget, I forget who it was. I'm so sorry. But this was one of the first big protests that there were around the countries. And it had happened the day before. And we were in like a restaurant in New York and everybody just started like piling past like thousands of people. And oh we realized God. what it was for. We're like, yeah, why not? So we joined in. Because wow. we're like, well, that is ridiculous. Um, and yeah, so we took the mob back to our hotel while joining in on a peaceful protest. I was, gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, definitely peaceful protest, <laughs> not mob. Let's let's yeah, not no, paint any pictures protest. here. Very peaceful protest. <laughs> Rode the peaceful protest back to the hotel. But that doesn't that doesn't really happen in Australia. Like the probably the biggest protests we've seen in the last couple of years have been women's right rights marches, which a thousand percent hell yes. But I don't live near the city, so I, I didn't join in. And then the dum-dums who were protesting our vaccination mandates, they were an angry mob. But aside from that, not not too much. And we have different laws. I saw clip, clips of that. People were, like, getting into fights and shit. It was vile. People were, like... So there was one protest in our state cap... Uh, in our national capital, the um, Canberra. Truckies had, like, blocked all of the roads into Canberra so people could protest. It was crazy. Because they're like, well, it's my body, my right. And I'm like, could we keep this up with some other issues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is Sarah's turn. Okay. My favorite funniest moment of the entire year was when Lindsay was talking about sheer clothing or clothing like these fashion changes that had happened, like slits and dresses or sheer netting or buttons down the front of the dress. And she tells this one story of this woman who was just absolutely wrecked by the king's guard <laughs> for the dress she'd worn to the ball. I won't wreck it, but roll the clip. To get ready and whatever, probably naked underneath, Ooh, and you're getting your, scandalous. you're doing your hair and stuff like that. Your your bathrobe, I I presume, was made of a similar style or material that would be very light, and uh, people wearing sheer clothing in the 1700s reminded them of a bathrobe pretty much. And so they were like, this association is scandalous, already inappropriate. So it's not like they could see flesh and things like that. It was just like, you're making a reference to something that is already inappropriate. And people in France were wearing sheer clothing as kind of like an, an added layer to their outfit. It wasn't just by itself. And she was appalled at how scandalous this was. Really? But it was very stylish in France. Yeah. And the, the reason that it had become stylish was that people by the name of Demimons were wearing them. So kind of a pop quiz. What does the word Demi mean? Yeah, so like a demigod is somebody who is both a human and a god. Yeah. Like a, like kinda. <laughs> yeah. Like a kinda. It's only a kinda. Kinda. <laughs> a kinda god. Good one. So, Good one. Pat on the back there. Yeah, both god and man. <laughs> yes, you did um, it. Mond, because I'm not pronouncing it right, uh, is world. 
So demi-monde are people world. who belong to two different worlds. And this was the French name given to prostitutes to the wealthy. Oh, like a high-class ex- uh, escort. A bit, yeah, because prostitutes still belonged to a very low level of society, but they were fraternizing and kind of like the arm candy of very powerful people. Yes. So they were called demi-mons. Hmm. Like um, sugar babies. And it was the demi-mons would wear these outfits in the motherfucking late 1700s. They would wear these semi-sheer gowns, over these flesh-colored body stockings. So what I would think of as Spanx, pretty much. They would wear this, like, flesh-colored Spanx and a sheer gown on top of it. And their breasts, arms, and feet were all bare. So they were, like, pretty much naked. Wow. They left nothing to the imagination. What I love is that, okay, so today, when, when women dress, or not even women, when people dress, in sheer clothing or mesh clothes or even anything that is perceived as inappropriate. Guess what they blamed in the late 1700s? God? That's the opposite of what they blamed. <laughs> Satan. <gasps> no. Sarah. Uh, I would wear more sheer if it meant that. Uh, oh, wait. No. I won't see so at the time, remember, late 1700s is about the Enlightenment-ish. And it was the revival of a lot of Greek and Roman works. We see it in architecture. We see it in writing. And so they blamed the naked statues, the statues. of the Greeks and the Did you forget? they were making in the yeah. style. <laughs> naked statues. I feel like it's God again. Just like women who have this like... <laughs> Marble, but still looks like a wet drink. That's what they blamed for women dressing. Like this Venus way, de Milo's, like fucking, fucking she's wrecking society. <laughs> you want to put your titties out? Okay. Put your titties out. Stand by. I'm not willing to say that the statue no part in it. I mean, I totally back then would have looked at that and went, "Wow, that's a thing of beauty. What a visage yeah. of the female form." I'm totally gonna do that. I think that's really cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I just love that because it's like, right, we don't have, we don't have like the supermarket checkout line magazines to play. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna play, play like, the, the statues. <laughs> Fucking antiquity, come on. Great. Homer's rising from the dead to slap me across the face. To be fair, I'm pausing right now. I'm taking liberty with my pausing powers. Okay. To be fair, when I was a horny little kid, statues, like naked statues, I was like, that's fucking hot. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. So they were onto something, blaming those statues because the they made me horny. Statues are kind of like statues are kind of like the the pinnacle of what perfection, perfection, attractiveness looks like. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So I want to double down on that. So they 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 had it right. It's those damn statues. It was like statues. it was like Photoshop of the time. It was Stone Shop. Like Real. they could make the person look <laughs> stone shot. <laughs> you literally <laughs> could... you smooth out the edges. You smooth like... it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, now I just want to stare at some statues. <laughs> Moving on. Take Jean to the Louvre. Just stand <laughs> in front of the statue. <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> we should Bonk. be getting to. We should be getting to Adam's wife, and nice. the absolute burn that she it wasn't was Adam's. 
It wasn't Adam's wife. It was a woman at the ball. Yeah, it was You'll a see. random lady. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, an article from the Daily Telegraph referred to some of the sheer dresses as freak dresses. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've always been a conservative newspaper as well. Oh my god, because here we go. I wrote down direct <laughs> quotes from this absolute slaughter. Sarah, of I can't believe you chose yes, this because yes, I was so afraid you were going to be pissed off at these. these <laughs> no, I love it. That invites pneumonia. Invites pneumonia. <laughs> okay, how many of that. us still say that, like, in the winter, I'm putting my coat on? And <laughs> that's <laughs> that's me. Invites pneumonia. <laughs> I put on my scarf. Don't want to invite pneumonia. Blouses and, and dresses. This is my favorite, my absolute favorite reaction. The king of the Belgians, this is all still about 1913, 1914, gave the wearer of a slit skirt the broadest hint that its presence was unwelcome. And if that wasn't bad enough that the king of Belgium slightly hints that he doesn't (laughs) like your skirt, here's what happened. The court martial escorted the woman to her carriage and expressed the king's deepest concern at the accident which evidently had happened to her ball gown. Mortifying. Like, I don't know if you know this, but your dress is fucked up. Like, oh, really that poor fucked woman. up. What? Did you fall off your horse? It's, yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm so sorry you have to leave the party. And whatever happened to your real dress you were going to wear tonight? Like, I'm also, like, really sorry about that. <laughs> I would love to know what the dress looked like. Because I wonder if it was just, like, a little shin or a knee peeking out. That was so scandalous. <laughs> we should have poured one out after our but toast for that, that woman. Like... There are that so poor many woman. mistakes that I have made in my life that I lay in bed and think about, but the fact that it's a hundred years later and I'm reading about this person's embarrassing moment <laughs> If that was me, I would still be thinking about that in my grave. Because he didn't like my outfit, and a hundred years later I'm like on a shitty like <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, whoever you are. That's awesome and super metal that you did that. I hope she didn't let it affect her. I hope she still wore her dress. <laughs> he was like, I hope she, I hope she didn't affect her. <laughs> so my funniest moment was, shocker, another Lindsay segment. What the fuck is your problem, Lindsay? Taking over She's everything. Funny. I still feel she bad I was mean to you guys. Um, <laughs> don't feel bad. Um... Episode 30, Cocoa Puffs. Don't know how the hell we ended up on armpit shaving ads, but that was uh, Lindsay's topic. If this was done right, I think there's two parts of this episode because honestly, the entire episode is hilarious. So I couldn't pick which one I wanted most. So I I, I included two. One is where Lindsay has Drew and Sarah read some armpit shaving ads. I'm making that face. Why are you making that face? Oh, that was so good. <laughs> such, such good impersonations. The number of times I read things in Drew's voice just to, like, feel something. Like, when when I was preparing that topic, I was like, I wish Drew would do this topic instead of me. (laughs) And so the other one, if it is included, which it looks like it might be because we got about three minutes of time left here. Um, It's Lindsay quoting something from La Lazana Andaluza. 
also related to shaving, but not so much armpits. So with that, I'll start it up. One of them is a picture, so you get the tone, and the other ones are a couple quotations. And I want each of you to do your best 1915 <laughs> advert voice, and I'll read whichever ones are left behind. So whichever one of you wants to go first. <laughs> oh my god, I got this. Oh, oh my god. The confidence. Can I do the middle one? Okay. I'll do the first one then. Okay, you go first, Drew. <clears throat> Some address and modern dancing combined to make necessary the removal of objectionable hair. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And you see the way that's built, right? It's like yeah. this is these are facts. Summer dress, yeah. modern dancing combined, it is necessary to remove objectionable hair. <laughs> that's insane. That's amazing. Okay. The woman of fashion says the underarm must be smooth as the face. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, and thank you, the woman of fashion. Woman of fashion. That cuts off there, and then we'll jump into La Lazana Andaluza. I'm still just so offended that I spend so much time shaving my body because these assholes back in the day wanted to sell more razors, and now it's the beauty standard. It could have been anything. But would you want hairy legs? And armpits. No, I like. See, but yeah. is that because uh, I've grown up conditioned? Saying, is is it because I'm conditioned? Because now it just feels foreign and weird. To be fair, well, I guess it depends. Because, like, as we all know, I'm attracted to men, and sometimes a shaved man—not down there, but like legs and arms and shit, like. That's hot, but then other other like times, like smooth as a feel, right? Yeah, right, like, but then other times, maybe not so much. So I think it. I think there's a balance. Are there ever times where you, like, both you and Drew, like, are like, oh my god, I wish I could just shave my armpits. This is so annoying. I shave my armpits irregularly, but I do when I'm in the mood. I used to shave them all the time when I was younger. Yeah, like I feel like I just would prefer. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've ever looked at my armpit hair and been like, well, no, sometimes it gets real gangly and you're just like, this needs a little, little clean up. And this then, doesn't need to be here. This doesn't. This needs a, this is looking like a forest. There's like animals growing in here. Let's just like. I have never had that problem. A little bit here. Is that because okay, you've always shaved? It's always not existing. Always. Well, there you go. So you don't even know the horror you're missing out on. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. I don't, because I'm, and like, I even shave my arms because I'm self-conscious about my, like, even though it's blonde hair, it's a lot of hair, (laughs) I'm self-conscious, and real vulnerable, I even, like, veet slash wax my face because I have um, PCOS, I grow, like, little facey hairs, they're, like, blonde, and you can barely see them, but I can feel them, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I get much. that. I get that. I used to shave my arms when I was younger because I also was really self-conscious about having hair like on my forearms and stuff. And it really is like I don't know why that thought ever came to me. And then I remember That's I like, saw a girl so with weird, more right? hair on her arms than me and I was like, well, this is stupid. I, <laughs> I shaved my legs when I was like late teens, early 20s one time. And I was like, I look fucking awesome. And then literally for the week after that... <laughs> Itchy I, as hell. I wanted to fucking die. 
on, on, on a minute by minute basis, I wanted to fucking die <laughs> because it was so itchy and miserable. I was like, I do, I do not understand. I mean, I, I understand you get used to it eventually, but I'm just like, women are fucking insane. I don't understand anything, and I want. Yeah, to but die. when they're smooth, it's so fun to rub them together. It's like there's no friction. Oh, yeah, so nice. True. Especially when you've got like silky sheets. Yeah. I just hop into the bed and flop around like a fish. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so smooth. Starting no fires so here. Smooth. Come on. Let's kick it off. Let's hear it. All right. Let's let's wrap it up with La Luzana. I'm so sorry. Good to start off with an apology. Good. La, La Luzana Andalusa. Yes. In this book from 1528, Luzana declares that in a certain Roman brothel, you'll see more than 10 whores, some who pluck their eyebrows and others who shave their private parts. By mistake, we burned off all the hair from the private parts of a lady from Bologna, but we put butter on it and made her believe she was right in style. (laughs) (laughs) You burned it off? This sounds amazing. (laughs) You're all like, shit. And then they're like, no, it. Shit. Some butter on it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I feel for that woman so much because I feel like we've probably all well, maybe Lindsay and I have been there where like have you ever used Nair or I haven't. Like, I'm too afraid. Veet cream. I'm too afraid. It's awful. I would be afraid because if you leave it on too long, you turn into this lady who needs the butter. I, I so want more context on that situation because like you kind of just like we're jumping around in the book as examples, and I was like Oh. What did they burn it off with? What happened? Why was she there? Like, was she I'm one of sure the? I'm pretty sure it was like lime. It or... was some. Oh my they god, lime again! Something. Yeah, <laughs> lime. they lime. used something that would like peel the skin it off. Was, yeah, it was some mixture yeah. where the instructions were: the moment it starts to burn, wash it off. Wash yes. it off. Like, or you, or you shit. risk like severe burns. I remember I was gonna include that, but I was like, I didn't want to inc- uh, no, make well, the thing too long. I tried like hell to find that book online because I want to read it cover to cover, and I cannot find it. Yeah. 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 Really? I'm still ge- really. Huh. I wonder if they have hard copies in libraries. I should check that actually. I don't think I checked any library databases, but if anybody can find La, La Lozana Andalusa, like, I need it. I need it. I need, you need want to it. know about the poor butter girl. I need it. We, is this the one that we talked about, like, doing a, a dramatic reading chapter by chapter for the patrons? I don't remember that. I think that. that was the um, the book from Skyrim. No. Oh. Uh, Lusty Argonian Maid. That's this. The Lusty Argonian Maid. No. But the real version That's of this. It. That is this, yeah. Oh, that's this. Yes, and this is it. Well, we assume. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Oh well, yeah. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> for all of it. I actually just wanted to say thank you, Sarah, Drew, and Jean for doing this, all of us together. This has been so You're fun. welcome. You're No, thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. thank you, Lindsay, for being like three-fifths of this entire episode. I was oh, actually yeah, gonna yeah. Say, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing all of the funny. I was going to say, can someone please do the outro so we don't have to hear my voice anymore? Oh, I don't know what the hell to say. Um, Thank you for all our patrons who are still subscribed and giving us money. That's fucking awesome. Um, do, do we want to promote ourselves? Oh, oh, wait. First, 
Go give us a good review, because that's dope, as always. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know what's better than a review? Word of mouth. Tell your friends about this podcast and get them listening, because that's so much better than a review. That That is just like a review from the heart that doesn't need to be seen by anyone. Everyone just knows about it, because you're doing the promo. So there's that. Yeah. Um, you're do we a natural do our li- at this. I am not. I am just fucking gibbering away and hoping it <laughs> no, makes sense. You got sense. the confidence of a car salesman, but less sleazy. I'm throwing spaghetti at a wall here. And I'm here for it. I'm throwing yeah, spaghetti. Um, you can find us on, well, I'm sure it doesn't matter where you can find us on because you're already listening to us wherever you prefer. So there's that. Do we want to do our little promos for our own little things? Sarah, where, where can we find you online? You can find me at Sarah Web Science. You can Google me anywhere and come and follow the science. Hell yeah. We like a smart STEM girl. Girl boss. Thank you. Girl boss indeed. Girl boss. Lindsay, do you want to do a little promo for yourself somewhere out there? I was going to say, if you're not already following our Twitter, go hang out with us on Go Ask Alice Pod. And on Instagram, that's Go Ask Alice Podcast. And you will also find on our Twitter a link tree to all of the links that we've made all over the internet. So anywhere that you can think to imbibe your favorite giggly friends, it's going to be there at the link tree. There you go. See, I would have forgotten that. You should you should have just done it. <laughs> Drew? Oh, if you want to talk to me, come to the Discord, because our Discord is fucking amazing. And the most fun I have all week is checking this Discord. So come to our Discord and just like just hang out. It's a great time. Hell yeah. That's... That's where we chat with all our patrons. And there's spoilers in the Discord. That's like the, one of the most active oh, yeah. channels. Everyone's always guessing at what the hell we're posting there. <laughs> and you get Drew's rare videos that I mentioned before. Oh, yes, you do. Drew's rare videos. Oh, no. And if you want to follow me, I'm on twitch.tv slash That's S-C-H-V-A-N-T-Z-I. Schwanzi. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was cute, so I stuck with it. Um, Gene loves to we hope to see you all. Yeah, we're cross. I'm all, I'm always uh, promoting Go Ask Alice on there, and you, if you join the Discord, back to Drew, you'll see when I'm going live, so you can see the bullshit we talk about on there, and we could talk about topics. That would be fun. If we get more viewers up in my stream, we can talk about what happened. We can maybe delve delve into some spoilers, some gossip. And yeah, some, some gossip. Some gossip. Keep that light. <laughs> <laughs> This is the longest outro ever. I apologize. <laughs> then we'll work the magic. How about we love Van? <gasps> we love Van. No, we, we love, love Van. Van. We love Our Van. editor Van. She's the best. We love you, Van. Bye. 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 Marjorie Taylor Green. I wish you gave Van. Van, can you cut out the part where I was mean? Van, edit a bunch of Marjorie Taylor Greens in. <laughs> Wherever you see fit. You can't just lean back and go, Van. <laughs> Van, edit this, please. Van, I request you edit this, please. <laughs> Van, do this. Thank you. <laughs> we shall wine and dine you for it. No promises. Oh. You're gonna give me an aneurysm. I wish you gave Van, like, just nonsense timestamps to make a sentence out of my shit that was... I'm all alone. Sorry, Van. I'm gonna sing to you right now. I'm all alone. And there's people coughing in the other room. 
I'm all alone, just singing my song, doing my own thing. I'm singing to you. Be like the angels when they get here are here for your body. Yes, the arrows that penetrated his body.